Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning into the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two best friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for this show are Coaster Bro and Theme Park Stud. On today's episode, the Cuzzies and Jeff are going on to leg three of the great Cuzzies road trip. We are making our stop in Minneapolis and we're visiting two theme parks, Valley Fair and Nickelodeon Universe inside all of America. So stick tuned for that and listen to that Cuzzies in your ear. Yo, 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 what's up, Coaster Bro and Jeff? How are you doing this evening? Doing good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Fantastic. That's like your that's like your call sign every single time. Like, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Just happy to be here. I'm Jeff, man. Yeah. Three stops uh, in a row. They haven't kicked me off yet. It's great. Not remotely <laughs> predictable. That's <laughs> what people like in the beginning of a show, Jeff. So you've got it uh, hammered down. Huh. Hey, but we we got a damn, we got to continue this trip that we're on, man. Yeah, it's like what leg three of a million. So, yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta go play with the Minnesotans. Go get a bag of milk. Um, as long as it's not a bag of gasoline like the rest of the United States is trying to do. Yeah, not not a very fun time if you live in the South. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, two great parks to highlight today. One of them I do favor more than the other, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be talking about Nickelodeon Universe and Valley Fair. Boys, have either of you been to either? I've been to, uh, Val- I've been to Valley Fair, but I have not been to Nickelodeon Universe. Okay. okay. Uh, the, the reverse for me, except my last visit to the Mall of America, it was uh, still Camp Snoopy. Ooh, so you, you got to see it like in the theming of whatever the hell that was. The peanut theming. Yeah. And How I've been to both. With... This is weird. How long ago did you go to Mall of America? It's been... Uh, that been I think by... 98 was when they made the switch, right? To the, 2005 or 2000. I, I wrote it down. Um, the They lost the 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 rights to the peanut stuff in 2006 it looks like oh so i, I, I know my myself there. there i was in because my my soccer team growing up used to go and do a tournament up in minnesota so we'd always run to the mall and run around and stuff but i main attraction for me was the uh the lego store oh, of course yeah big lego man yeah <laughs> awesome well we're gonna focus in on both those parks and we're gonna start off by going to the Mall of America. Is this the number one destination in Minnesota, by the way? I would say it probably, probably is. I would say, like, if you ask somebody that lives outside of Minnesota, if they were going to visit, what their reason was, this is probably up there. Not many malls have that a lot of pull. I mean, they're not competing with a whole lot. No. Unless Theme Park said has some stuff that he's researched about, but I don't know about a whole lot. So yeah, I'd say, be I'd say Mall of America is probably the top top attraction in, in Minnesota for sure. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Nickelodeon Universe first. Uh, Jeff, 
before we jump in, we got to know more about this history because it does sound like it has an interesting history of sorts. Yeah, I got a, got a few notes scribbled down. Um, Nickelodeon Universe opened in the Mall of America originally under a different license under the name Knott's Camp Snoopy in 1992, eventually dropping the Knott's portion of the name and was themed to the Peanuts comics in just like uh, any other Cedar Fair Park uh, ownership still under the mall. They just had uh, rights to put all the, the, the theming on their, on their stuff. Um, in 2006, it transitioned to being known as the park at Mall of America after negotiations with Cedar Fair broke down to maintain said license. And then the announcement of the transition to Nickelodeon Universe came a year later with a full re-theme of existing rides, as well as the introductions of new ones, such as the popular SpongeBob SquarePants Rock Bottom Plunge. Uh, the park, like pretty much every other park in the United States, closed as a result of COVID and is currently operating with a maximum capacity of 250 people. Oh, yeah, they've got some pretty pretty um, strict COVID rules. Yeah, um, right now it's... Their, their normal operation is a free entry uh, pay per ride let's so you can get like wristbands and stuff to for like unlimited rides and whatnot so they have to just pretty much straight up change that to accommodate like wrist, it's like wristband reservation only right i think so yeah yeah okay so i don't really know the full history here and i don't know if any of us do though now but now that i think about it but we've got knots who at the time probably wasn't Cedar Fair. I don't know well, what knots. The I didn't read too much into the the knots naming of it. Um, but I the the kind of thing I was curious about is whether or not like Cedar Fair owned like that plot in the mall. Uh, it turns out Cedar Fair just owns the peanuts licensing and sold the ability to use said licensing in the mall mall ran the park okay i just did a quick google search 1997 is when cedar fair bought knots uh so when remind me again so not knots owned it till when uh not it was knots camp snoopy but they they changed the name just to camp snoopy uh it didn't really say when they dropped the formal part of that but i'm guessing knots held the peanuts license and uh, cedar fair mm-hmm. picked it up when they picked up knots okay that makes sense and you visited during nickelodeon universe right you never visited during the old wait the camp snoopy you did say camp snoopy I, camp snoopy was the last time i did visit yeah did you was there like a good theme there or it was it like walking around uh think of a slightly grown up version of the kids area at worlds of fun camp snoopy at the time yeah it's just kind of bigger and indoors okay nice that's pretty dope awesome well i will say nickelodeon universe um i think i visited in 2013 maybe um so it's been a while since i've been but i was really impressed by this park uh mostly because they fit a lot of awesome crap into one very small plot of land that is indoors with height restrictions. So it's very impressive. They have a good coaster lineup, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. Their flat rides and kind of extra offerings that they have also with the park kind of make it an elite. Like you should go visit this park. Like if you haven't been, it should be pretty high on your radar. So 
we'll start with the coasters and we'll kind of start with the most recent. So in 2008, that's when they went all in on that Nickelodeon theming and they did add my favorite name for any coaster, the SpongeBob SquarePants Rock Bottom Plunge. I don't think there's a longer coaster name out there. I actually think it holds the record unless there's been a new one since I've last looked up that random stat for some reason. Um, but yeah, this is a 2008 Gerslauer Eurofighter. And I will say when I wrote it, it was one of my first Eurofighters I'd ever ridden. I was like, that was pretty fun. Um, it was a little rough when I did ride it. And I, from what I understand, it has gotten rougher especially now that we have these new Euro fighters with like lap bars only when this one has the over the shoulder restraints. And um, I do believe this only has two inversions. So it has a loop and a heartline roll. But when you talk about like fitting in a small coaster, but have it to be able to, you know, deliver a big thrill. to like anchor a park. I think it gets the job done pretty well. Um, you did not get a chance to ride this, right, Jeff? Correct. Now the okay. I think the looking at the list of what's there, um, the only one I actually rode was it was known as the Pepsi Ripsaw when I was there. Uh, looks like it operates now under the name the Orange Streak, um, yes. but it was it was like a timber green track before. Okay. Yeah, that ride now uh, that ride was actually built in 1992, so. Kind of, probably their staple roller coaster. And it is now called the Pepsi Orange Streak, ride by Zaire. And it is 2,680 feet. And it just kind of winds around, kind of acts like a monorail, to be honest. Yeah. yeah the, um, the train's about 2,060 feet long. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, if you ride this ride in the front seat, you don't even feel the first drop that is like a 30, 40 foot <laughs> drop. It's like, you have to ride in the back in order to actually feel the effect of that thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So looking at this, it's two, two trains with 15 cars. Yes. I, I just love when a family-style coaster has so many freaking cars. I don't. Do they have two trains on this? I don't even know. Yeah. I think it, they have two trains? Yeah, at least the capacity to run two. It says yeah. two trains with 15 cars. But I don't know if they run that at all times or I'm it assuming only... they take one off if it's slow. It'll eat people. It's, yeah. it's a fun ride, man. There's parts of it that go through like the log flume too. So you get to kind of see into the log flume and um, it's definitely a must ride. You can't skip it when you go, obviously, especially if you want the credit. But mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people that would say this is actually their favorite ride at the, at the park uh, roller coaster wise. So um, another coaster that is there, the 2004 edition fairly odd coaster which we all affectionately know as the Indoor Spinning Dragons clone. Um, do, do believe these were both added in the same year, 2004. Um, I'm not 100% sure which one opened first, but I think it was this one, which makes it kind of the first Gerslauer spinning coaster that would later get cloned in like every Six Flags Park out there. Um, but, you know, it's a solid ride. If you rode one, you rode them all. But... Um, I, one thing that's kind of unique about this ride is they do have like a swing attraction in the kind of big swoop around part where at Worlds of Fun they have the fountain. And it's like they should put in a ride there because that would be a sweet spot for one, um, which is pretty unique. And then the last coaster that I'm going to talk about, they also have a powered coaster, but I don't think any of us count 
power coasters in this podcast, do we? No. Yeah. So I'm not going to bring that up. We're going to go to the last one, Avatar Airbender. This is also a 2008 edition when the Nickelodeon Universe switch happened. And this is an intimate surf rider. Theme Park Stud, we rode one of these in the Lich Gardens. We did. It spins. It's, it's kind of like an impulse coaster, <clears throat> but it mimics a skateboard and the ride actually spins. And what do you feel about these rides, Theme Park Stud? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Uh, I mean, it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite, but I think it's a good good addition if you're short on space and you need to get something in there that's uh you know it's a coaster so i mean at the end of the yeah. day you're getting a credit out of it um and it does save space so i think i think it's a great addition for this park um when they did add it because i think it added a little bit more elements yeah. to it but it didn't take up as much space especially because you're inside of a mall even though it's the biggest mall ever but yeah <laughs> Uh, sorry to, to cut in real quick to answer a little bit of trivia from earlier. Uh, Fairly Odd Coaster or Timberland Twister at the time mm. opened about three weeks before Spinning Dragons did. <laughs> beat, beat it to the punch. Yep. Worlds of Fun would just open earlier in the year. They wouldn't have that problem, but here we are. Man. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. But those are the main coasters. I mean, when you look at that coaster lineup, it's not insanely good. So I can kind of see why enthusiasts don't like travel here in flocks by any means but the rest of what they have to offer is very good and one of those rides is actually my favorite ride at the park and it's the the log shoot which is their log flume coaster and i don't know if you remember this jeff but as you go through there's some like paul bunyan huge animatronics throughout the ride that actually makes this one of my favorite log flumes of all time. It's been a really long time since I wrote it. Honestly, I kind of forgot they had a log flume until you brought it up, but uh, I kind of like do vaguely remember it being there. I know I probably wrote it at least mm-hmm. once, but it's been a long time. I would say you've got like your themed log flumes at the Disney parks and Universal parks that might be better than it. Knott's has a really good, you know, log flume there but you can tell that this was like inspired by knots knots is log flume ride it would make sense yeah. right because that was built first and I, yeah let's put in this themed log flume and it's it's good and you don't get very wet on it which i also love um some other rides that are worth mentioning brain surge i rode this ride with matt when we visited but this is a ride that goes in a circle and you actually have a handle where you control it. So it goes in a circle, but then the handle makes the car flip. And you can control how fast you flip. You can just ride upside down if you want to. And while it is very nauseating, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, especially if you're just wanting to screw with the person that doesn't have control and you're just wanting to flip out of control, which is what I did to Matt. And <laughs> it is a giggle producer. And I... I can't think of another place where this ride exists. I know, I know it does somewhere, but I can't think of where. Um, which makes it unique. Also, one of my favorite rides there, you've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shell Shock. Theme Park said, I know you would love this ride. This, might, this would be like your new favorite ride. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so... We call it the airplanes ride that you rode at, at Canada's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But it goes in more of a, um, uh, more like an elevation change in it. And like you go up high, then you come down low. It's like a swoopy thing. Oh, and you, 
you're kind of leaning back and forth trying to flip this is the reason i want you to go <laughs> so you can this ride, ride this yeah because i think i think it would have that big of an impact on you and you would want to ride it over and over again um oh wow all, yeah i'm like, kind of looking at it right now that looks pretty pretty awesome it's also in a really cool like edge of the park too where like if you're up on the balcony of the mall you can look in and you're like wow that ride looks super cool and then you also have a ghost blasters shoot 'em up dark ride which is it's honestly it's your average ghost blasters that you might see at a king's island or a king's dominion um but it isn't a mall so like it's an extra ride love it and then i I also had to bring up because the next time I go to this park, I do want to do this. They have a Dutchman's Deck Adventure Course, which is essentially a high ropes course that has like a slide option at the end of it, a zip line um, that you can do for like add ons. But this thing is tall as hell. It's like the height of the mall, it feels like a couple Damn. stories high. And um, at the time when I visited, I was not into that kind of stuff. But now you guys know, I mean, I was a high roast manager for a while. I was like, ooh, I want to go back there and do that. Um, you'd be able to see great views of the park, which is kind of the main reason I'd want to do it. But definitely, if you're looking to pay extra money, they got it. So, And then one thing I didn't put in my notes, but I know it's there. They have a flight simulator. It's, it's not technically a part of yeah it's called flyover america Ooh, you got that for later uh yeah but we could get into it right now so but basically it's like if you've ever been to epcot at disney world you have soaring and it's pretty much yeah it's pretty much very identical to that and you're just flying around all over america just like the name of the the ride is but yes i don't think that's part of nickelodeon universe but it's part of mall america so it's an extra charge but it definitely is something to do while you're there i do know it's set up in the corner and looks like it's a part of nickelodeon universe Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a a separate business so that makes sense i just want to make sure to bring that up while we're on the park stuff because you know when when you look at just that alone without looking at any other attractions in the mall it's like hey it sounds like a great place i gotta go yeah and you do gotta go because it's an awesome place so um that's all, though. That's all that I have to bring up about Mall of America. Um, but they don't have a lot of food options in the, let's see, the mall itself. Or, sorry, Nickelodeon Universe itself. But they do have a lot of restaurants that you could go to kind of midday to break it up or after you're done with the park. And, Jeff, I think you have some of those to bring up with us. Yeah, I, uh, I slapped some down and kind of looking at their options. I kind of focused in on the uh, kind of the sit down stuff. I mean, the, it's it's a mall, so it's going to have the Auntie Anne's and all that all over the place. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I kind of honed in on the, the sit down places. And there's a lot of chains, I would say. Uh, the, the first one I'll mention, you'll see often in destination places is the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Uh, they got all sorts of shrimp there right yeah a little bit uh (laughs) if you've ever seen the movie uh yeah probably at least everything they mentioned on there i've been to one once i didn't really want to go but it was it was all right i've never been to one it's seafood it's a chain very nice 
it's like expensive chilies focused on seafood okay yeah nice so, what else you got uh, yeah the next one is a uh a grab is called cedar and stone it's a minnesota inspired menu fine dining i kind of looked at the menu there's some neat stuff on there but it is uh pretty expensive but if it's like a if you're out visiting the parks and you need a, a date night or something just want to feel nice uh this would be a good place to go i like uh, to feel nice yeah yeah <laughs> uh the next one is uh hooters hey, hey. shout out some hooters Eric. don't they uh, have good food there they have uh they have wings i think yes yeah do they have a menu there yeah, yeah i don't know oh i'm not sure either um anyway uh <laughs> The uh, next one, if uh, if you're going with your family, uh, they've got a rainforest cafe that's still operating. So, uh, I mean, that if, if most of us have been to one as kids, you go in, everything looks like a jungle. There's animatronics. Uh, stuff happens to make to 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 make the kids happy. Isn't that uh, so the restaurant yeah. where the girls like wear scandalous clothing, the waitresses and stuff? No, you're still stuck on Hooters, I think. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, somebody should totally mix Hooters and the Rainforest Cafe as an idea, though. I'm just saying. Oh, like Jane of the Jungle kind of idea. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to get canceled before this makes it out. Um, well, uh, that, that idea is copyrighted. I've, I've written it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I won't challenge you for that. Um, <laughs> there is uh, the Twin City Grill. Uh, which appears to be a local favorite looking around uh, and one of their most popular items and on the menu lists limited supply uh, is their baked spaghetti, which I, I saw a picture of it. It, it definitely looks pretty good. Um, and then uh, the works kitchen, which is kind of the, the burger pizza and wing place to go there. It looks like. So I kind of rounded off the, the highlights I saw there. Because nice. large, largely, it's. I mean, I did mention a couple chains, but they're more of the touristy ones. There's other, a lot of other chains that are just there, like at any other yeah. mall. So, yeah, I will say, uh, kind of the big move is to hit these bar or hit these. Some of these restaurants have bars, and you can just like go there. And I wonder if they have happy hours. I'm not sure, but you think these bars will be competing for some happy hours and trying to get people in their seats. So, um. For sure. If we ever go, that's that's what I'm planning on. Get hammered at the mall. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I know we went to a Dick's Last Resort when there when we were there. I don't know if it's still there or not, but that was always fun. Always fun. Yeah. I don't think I saw it on the listing. Ooh, it might be uh, on now. It could very well could be. Yeah. Turns out people in Minnesota don't like verbal abuse. <laughs> Who knew? Right. Yeah. Mm-mm, that was that sounds delicious, bro. Mm. I love food. Food is delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, theme park stud. One thing I love more than food is attractions. Yeah. And Mall of America has plenty. What do you got? Oh, I mean, there's a whole plethora of things to do there besides Nickelodeon Universe. I mean, we already covered one of them. We talked about the Flyover America. Um, basically, it's like Soren inside of mall of america that's my little summary of that so check it out it's about 19.99 uh an adult and i think it's like 15.99 a child 
but obviously check the website for accurate um prices. i thought you i thought you said the attraction was about 1999 like the year oh that's a dumb theme for <laughs> it's like talk about y2k all the time yeah big it's willy like, style just it's like computers are gonna crash we're gonna go into this power outage yes and they like shut down ride for like five the minutes five of the mall looks like an old taco bell <laughs> oh, that'd be great like men in black is the highest grossing movie like in hollywood <laughs> at the time i don't even know if that came out in 99 but we're just gonna go with it we'll just go i think it was before that i think you're good i think it yeah, checks yeah. out <laughs> anyways yeah so it's it's about america that's what the ride's about and it costs 19.99 dollars uh plus tax um for adults and i think like i said i think it's 15.99 for the children but check that website if you decide to do that it looks pretty cool i definitely want to check it out because i love soren so i'd like kind of see the mall of america version of it from uh, what i've heard it's worth it yeah um jeff kind of mentioned earlier that his favorite thing was the lego store and even though it's not really an attraction because it's a shop but it definitely is a big attraction that attracts people at mall of america and it's one of the biggest lego stores ever and it just looks fantastic and if you haven't been in a lego store i highly suggest it because it just has like lego that you haven't even heard of before mm-hmm. and uh just lego bricks everywhere and it's just like it's really cool to kind of see all the things you could get and buy and, and all the different brands that are out now or the sub brands within the Lego brand itself. There really is a ton. I mean, even if you don't like ever want to build one of these things, like just going around and seeing the sets that are available and then looking at the price tag and being like, Oh my God, people buy this and do this. Like the sticker shock, like on its own is like worth going in and checking out. I think. Oh Yeah. I've seen some that like cost like $350. It's like, Oh my gosh. And I want them, <laughs> but you know, um, you could also go to an aquarium. They have a sea life aquarium. That's part of the Merlin entertainment. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see some fish and see some water, I will say life. with the, with the sea life aquariums, they are, generally smaller aquariums so if you're used to those big like you know georgia aquarium or shed aquarium in chicago like it doesn't stack up but for the price point isn't it like they're usually around 20 dollars or so maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. um so if you're wanting to see like a nice themed aquarium and you're just wanting to kill like an hour it could be a really good option yeah they have a uh, mini golf in there. Um, so if you just want to run a mini golf with your friends, family, uh, date night, it has it all there. Uh, they have, um, they also have an escape room. So if you're into that type of thing, want to, want to get out of a room, um, lock, get yourself <laughs> locked inside of room, inside of a mall. You good? I'm going to put you in this room. Good luck getting out. <laughs> I just want to be locked in there for an hour and just not try. <laughs> You, you can pay a fee for that, and uh, if you want to get locked in a room and just not try. How funny would it be if it, you, like, pretended like you were trying really hard, but you just, like, never get the first clue? <laughs> just, like, mess with the employee there, and you're just like, God, just do it. He's <laughs> just, like, trying to give you clues, and you just, like, not Literally put screen. your key in the hole. Huh? This is unlocking doors from, from remote <laughs> access, like, trying to give you, like, an, like... You just shut just the door like, the oh, room. 
this, is, this shouldn't be right. This needs to be closed. Yes. Be a great idea. I think uh, we should do that, guys. I think that's that's how an escape room is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, then they also have. Um, oh crap! Just lost my notes. Nothing else. <laughs> it's actually a very small mall. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have. No more shops. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> I do know um, they just opened like an M&M store um, like just the other week. Yeah. A week, well, here in this. Like a whole probably store dedicated ago. to the rapper M&M. Yeah. And there's just <laughs> spaghetti everywhere. Yeah, and they got, <laughs> they, got an arc, they got arcades in there. They uh they even have a, a house of comedy in there. So if you ever if you want to see house of comedy, <laughs> comedy um they really in the have M&M a, store? Say what? In the M&M store? Uh, you know, just in Mall of America. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun, though, to go see, like, stand-up. That would be is, fun. Yeah. Is that what that is? It's like a, a small stage for stand-up? Yeah, I mean, it's not, It's like a whole theater for it, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, they. I mean, pretty much, like, Mall of America is like a whole destination in itself. I mean, they got laser tag. They have axe throwing. They have... Yeah. They even have, like this thing called universal of light i haven't or universal light i haven't looked into it but really it looks like it's like a disney like light show type thing going on um so really i think they're trying to just i mean it's a one-stop shop for entertainment and shopping so wow you could take our guy there you could take that to the bank take that to the bank son (laughs) do they have hotels in the mall uh i think it's connected i don't think it's in the mall but i think there's an entry and access point from the mall okay. itself so because that, um, that would be a fun like winter trip to just go in the off season and like spend a couple days at the mall that'd be kind of fun yeah i mean i think the the hotels are that's connected it's probably a little pricey because that's like uh-huh. the destination one but i'm sure there's like thousands of hotels and airbnbs you get around the area so if yeah. you're trying to save a little bit of coin hit those mm. ones <laughs> Actually, the only other hotel in Minneapolis is this really shady Motel 6. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So stay there. Stay yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, other than that, like, I mean, just obviously, I think you could almost, I would say with Nickelodeon Universe and everything that's on in here, you could easily make two days. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. If you wanted to. You could get like the wristband one day and then like go back and maybe pay per ride for some of them and check out other attractions. Like a lot of people kind of treat it as a credit run and, and only hit, you know, the, the four coasters there. Mm-hmm. If they're credit whores, they, they ride the kitty coaster that is powered. But, you know, real homies know real there's only homies. four credits there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like one of those places where you do want to slow down and kind of realize where you're at and kind of soak that in yeah all right moving on we're gonna go to the outdoor park the cedar fair park valley fair with an exclamation mark at the end of it i don't know the story behind that but it's definitely a part of it and valley fair is that cedar fair amusement park it's very close i think they're uh don't quote me i think 20 minutes away maybe 40 but they're definitely in the same area. <laughs> I know they're in the same state. I, I give you That's that. for sure. Because we put a whole show around it. We wouldn't lead you wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, Shakopee Shack- is the name of the, the town that it's in. And it's not very far from Minneapolis. Nice. Shakopee. 
So we're going to Shakopee. Jeff, man, let hit us with the history of Valley Fair and Shakopee. Yeah, I just got a, a quick quick few notes for this one as well. Uh, Valley Fair opened in 1976 uh, with 20 rides and attractions, the main draw being the high roller roller coaster, which survives to this day. Uh, Cedar Fair didn't get involved until they uh, the owners of the park then were looking for additional investment. Uh, Cedar Fair, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the, the phrasing that I read was Cedar Point acquired the park and placed it under management by Cedar Fair. Uh, since opening with said investments, the park has grown in size to 125 acres, featuring 75 rides and attractions, notably coasters such as Renegade and Wild Thing, uh, like Nick Universe, and pretty much every other park in the U.S. again uh, closed because of COVID. Uh, it actually, uh, from the date of recording, is slated to open next week, a week from today. So when you listen to this, it will be open. Yeah, May 22nd is the day it's supposed to open. The same day as World of Fun. Ooh. Interesting. Um, one thing I do want to point out, I do think this is the first Cedar Fair Park outside of Cedar Point. So I think that's why Cedar Point acquired it. Right. And it kind of started the Cedar Fair um, – brand i guess that you see today interesting yeah. i thought i would i don't know why but i thought keen's island i guess that's a paramount no that was park. paramount yeah. that was actually really recent yeah i guess well not really recent but like in yeah that's like 15 really? years when i was in high school yeah, <laughs> yeah. so recent <laughs> so recent but yeah that's interesting i did not realize valley fair was the second cedar fair park yeah um, i know it's up there i think it might be the second i, I say that with a question mark. So if I'm wrong, Coaster Boys, don't come after me now. Yeah. Or come just, after me and let me know who just, actually was second. Just like Valley Fair has an exclamation point behind it, Coaster Bro has a question mark after, out of that. Yeah. Unnecessary uh, punctuations is what we're about today. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into the rides that you'll see at Valley Fair. Um, kind of a weird amount of aero coasters you're going to find. But... We're going to go to year 1980 when the corkscrew roller coaster was added. And this is not your generic like layout that you'd see. Like Cedar Point has a corkscrew where it's a, you know, it's like a, it's a vertical loop and two corkscrews. This is a little bit extended. I believe there's four inversions. I'm saying this without looking at RCDB, but I think they have an extra vertical loop. And it also is just kind of in a pretty area of the park. Three. There's only three inversions. Three inversions. Yeah. Well, god dang, is it uh is it the exact same model? It might be. Here I was thinking this is a special corkscrew, and I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a it pretty looks, corkscrew. It it looks very similar. Yeah. Okay, I, th I think it might be a, a an exact copy now that you say it. Okay. Well, I ruined that. It's pretty. It's over a lake, and it's not good. It's not a good ride, but it is there. 1989, another aero coaster, Excalibur, which is basically it's a, a hundred foot tall, like mine train coaster, but it's made more like a thrill coaster than it is a mine train. It's kind so of fun. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's I mean you have like Gemini, which is similar. Yeah. Um, but I think like this sprawled is, out. I like this better than Gemini. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember much about this ride. I mean, obviously it's a gigantic um mine train, so the transitions are gonna be kind of tough on it and kind of jerky. I do remember that. There's a there's a photo on Facebook of me um stuck on the lift on this ride when I was That's there. right. Yeah. Did you get evac or just stuck? Uh just stuck. There was something oh. about uh they didn't actually this is actually kind of bad. Uh when we were <laughs> there, uh they forgot to check like all the rows. And we were there like actually there to work because they in tw- 2012, um, World of Fun shut down for their um off not off season, but their reduced season. What do you want to call that? What do you call it? Like they stopped their daily operation yeah, on the weekend. It went to weekend operation. Yeah, there it is. Um, weekend yeah. operation a week earlier than Valley Fair, and Valley Fair was short on staff because a lot of their um, staff went to college and stuff like that. And uh, so World of Fun busts us up there to work at Valley Fair Monday through Friday, and then we came back to work at World of Fun. And uh, so our first day there, we, we went in the park and road rides, and we so we we obviously were ride operators. We knew what, what to do, and uh, one of the red operators didn't check all the rows and um i think it was brandon i was sitting next to and he didn't have a seatbelt it was like jammed or something and while we we're going out we were trying to wave at the ride operator like the on the control panel and we got a hold of him and we and he saw and he's like his jaw dropped so he like he stopped on the lift and the ride operator came up made sure everything was locked and checked the car and everything <laughs> yeah so that was kind of yeah, that was kind of sus, but um, <laughs> other than that, it was uh, it was interesting. No cap, that's pretty sus. No cap. <laughs> We're awesome. a Gen Z podcast now. We are, yes. I have a middle part now, and uh, yeah, my jeans are no longer skinny. <laughs> all right, the next coaster that we're highlighting here is another arrow coaster. I'm just going with all the arrows at the beginning, but. They have the Mad Mouse Wild Mouse, which is an arrow, Wild Mouse, added in 1999. Um, you know, it's kind of like a typical Wild Mouse, but there's not many of the arrows out there. Um, I think Dorney Park has one of these models. Um, you just don't see it very often, so it's cool to ride, I guess. But a Wild Mouse is a Wild Mouse is a Wild Mouse, you know? It's wild. It's wild, son. Wild. Wow. Wow. And then theme park said, I forget that you've ridden some of these, so feel free to stop in and I mean put in your two cents. But <laughs> like you said, uh, wild mouse is a wild mouse. So. <laughs> we'll just true. keep it moving. I'll, I'll say I'll say some some things about some other rides, but we're good on that. Okay. I'm not an arrow fanboy over here. So I, mean, I like arrow, just I just don't like spinning coasters. So a wild mouse coasters really. Yeah. Well it doesn't yeah. spin. Yeah, I know. I, I meant to say I don't like wild mouse coasters. Wild micey. Is it wild mouses or is it wild, wild mice? Mouse. Wild mice. Co- yeah, that's interesting. I think we're- something to think about. Like, look at all these wild mouse coasters laying around, wild mice coasters laying around. Yeah. I guess just the general rule of thumb is don't talk about more than one wild mouse. I think that's going to be I think that's a good poll for Instagram. I think we should do okay. a poll. Like, if you come okay. across a theme park that has like three wild mouse coasters or mice coasters we'll figure it out then what do you say how do you call it how do you do it yeah and first off why are you at that that theme park why would you want to go to one s3 leave immediately yeah <laughs> that's the bigger question yes 
All right, the next highlight. Jeff mentioned it a little bit in the history of Valley Fair. This is the 1976 High Roller, and it was made by the Opus Group. Um, it's a classic. Uh, I was impressed. I mean, I, I visited in 2013, and I thought the ride was in good shape then, but wooden coasters, we're talking about almost a decade later. I don't know if it's still good or not. Um, it's, it's nothing over the top thrilling, but it's it's a solid like classic feeling coaster. Yeah, I don't remember much about this ride. It was you know something I rode, but then it just wasn't anything that was memorable to me. I do feel like that's kind of the theme of this lineup. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure on our ranking of the Cedar Fair parks, we had Valley Fair on the lower end of the list. Yes, that's yes. fair. All right. We also have the 1996 edition, probably a big deal in 96, Wild Thing, which was the first of the three Morgan Cedar Fair Hypercoaster Brothers. Brothers. Brother. And Brothers. this one's like almost kind of unique. Like the second hill isn't as high. The turnaround is kind of like a pretzel, kind of similar to, oh, Magnum, Magnum XL. XL. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell there's like, they were going for that kind of vibe. And I would say this ride is more pretty than it is anything memorable. Yeah, I was I I was very excited about this one, especially coming from uh World of Fun and Mamba. But yeah, it left a lot on the table and really wanting more from it. Of the three, it does rank as my lowest um like Morgan Hyper from Cedar Fair. I'd agree with that. But it is green, so that's fun. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. All right, this one is close to your heart, Theme Park Stud. Mm. Steel Venom, the 2003 Intamin Impulse Coaster. You operated it for a couple days. I did. So on that trip I mentioned earlier, uh, the ride I was operating was Steel Venom, and I got to learn. Even though we were only there for a few days, uh, they trained me on the panel and everything, and just the technology for these Impulse Coasters and – the safety mechanism built in is really, really cool. They do a kind of a laser light curtain. And if anything breaks that, that's, it'll, it'll auto restop the ride if it's in the middle of its cycle. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You're the only of the three of us that's ever operated in Intamin. Even just a general Intamin, I think. Wait, is Fury of the Nile an Intamin? I can't remember now. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, well. It's a fun ride to operate. <laughs> so here intimates are fun to operate all right and then the last coaster to bring up kind of the anchor a lot of people consider this the best coaster at the park you've got renegade which is the 2007 gci wooden coaster um kind of has a unique drop i remember is like for some reason you turn to the right and then you turn to the left and you go through the rest of the coaster uh, my ride in 2013 i remember it being kind of rough and it didn't really hit the expectations I had for it, but I was coming off of my favorite GCI being Prowler kind of in its prime. And um, I don't know. I just, I didn't enjoy this coaster as much as a lot of people say they do. Yeah. Again, uh, maybe as part of the day and kind of, we were kind of, we only had a few hours. We were really rushing through it to get all the credits and just really experiencing all the coasters but again i don't remember much about this like when i got off it was like oh that was fun but it wasn't like mm-hmm. 
Oh my god! Like again, I I remember Excalibur more over that incident and getting stuck on it versus I do Renegade. <laughs> so that if that tells you anything, yeah, that's fair. All right, and then moving on to some of the other highlighted rides that they do have there. There's not a whole lot here either. They do have the Extreme Swing, which is the SNS swing ride, um, kind of similar like a Barnstorm that you would see at uh. Silver Dollar City. Um, it's an okay ride. You know, it, if you've rode one, you've rode them all. But they are thrilling. So I do like to bring it up. That's probably one of their best rides in the park. Um, they also have the Power Tower, which is the dual tower. Now, Worlds of Fun has a dual tower, but they both shoot up at Valley Fair. One of them's a drop tower, and then the other is one of the like accelerated shoot-up towers. So I do like that they have kind of the mix there and it's two different ride offerings. I kind of wish World of Fun would have done that with their yeah. lineup too. And then there was an expansion and I forget the year, but it's the Route 76 expansion. It was like a pretty big deal for Valley Fair, but they got a couple of new flat rides and this is the area over by Steel Venom, uh, their Sky Coaster. They've added some flat rides over there like they added Antique Cars. But they've got the Ripcord, which is your standard Sky Coaster attraction. Um, I don't, I don't think there's – yeah, screw you, man. <laughs> screw you. I tried to ride it, but I didn't get to ride for free, even though I was a Sky Coaster. You've heard the story before if you listened to the show. Yes. But, um, I think we talked about it in the Cedar Fair, um, ranking yeah. of the Cedar Fair Parks episode. So, so mad. Go back and listen literally, to that. And you, you hear our true feelings on uh, Valley Fair and the rest of the Cedar Fair lineup. Yeah. But anyway, you know, the rest of the area, they do have Northern Lights, which is a disco-style attraction. It's kind of one of the longer ones that uh, Kings Island, I think, has one. Cedar Fair has one. They're fun rides. Um, they also have the North Star, which is a star flyer. That whole uh, tall chain swing ride that goes in a circle. And they also added some flying eagles, which is their flyers. So notice how I'm not those aren't a lot of high impact rides. Some nice rides are okay, but they really need a lot more at Valley Fair. Whether it's new coasters, some better flats, more thrills, they just need it. But I will say they do have a decent water park that I do want to bring up, and that is Soak City Water Park. And the main reason you go here, um, I would almost even say this attraction alone is worth bringing in your swim trunks, changing into them, and taking a trip down this ride. But it's the Raging Rapids ride. And you can tell this ride is kind of like one of the older rides in the um, in the water park. But it, it, it takes a lazy river and kind of makes it into a slide, but it's all in a concrete trough. So while you're going through it, you do think you're going to die. <laughs> I bet. So like after a couple of beers, maybe, you know, you got all your credits in, you want to kind of, it's a hot day. You want to cool off, go to the water park, maybe lap this thing a couple of times like I did. And um, it's pretty fun. The rest of the water park, you've got your bases, you got some water slides, you've got the um, wave pool that you can hang out at, but um, nothing Gosh, the theme of, of Valley Fair. Nothing memorable, really, yeah. outside of that water slide. 
So, I mean, they do have a drop slide, but I mean, almost every Cedar Fair point at the Cedar Fair Park at this point has one of those. Um, but yeah, that's kind of your whole ride summary, water park summary um, of Valley Fair. Pretty cool. Jeff, not do they the have best. any? Yeah, it's not the best. Do they have any food? They've got food, but pretty much like every other Cedar Fair <laughs> Park, it's uh, nothing to write home about. And it's a lot of it is the same exact stuff you'll find elsewhere, just either maybe under a different name or like I even saw a picture of chicken tenders and I was like, I totally remember eating those at uh, the employee break room in 2007. <laughs> yeah. Uh, heading up that list is the familiar name Coasters Drive-In burgers fries shakes chicken uh they do have uh, i don't know if this is something they're doing across uh their parks but at least on this page uh they did mention they have a uh, they they have a featured item of the strawberry cheesecake shake that looked pretty good hmm. um so uh, actually backing up uh i will say i'm sure it's the same across all of the cedar fair parks but uh, i think a really important thing when you go and review the food options on um on the site, they have it really organized as far as if you have uh, any specific dietary needs, um, allergies, what have you, uh, they highlight everything you can have uh, or places you should avoid, which is, it's a good courtesy. Nice. So it doesn't just say healthy food either. Like it does in Iowa there. It actually breaks down some of the diets like gluten-friendly and, you know, soy-free, dairy-free, yeah. vegan, vegetarian. That's, that's pretty nice. I, I will give them that. Um, another uh, place there is the Chicken Shack, which is, uh, well, you guessed it, chicken. Wow. Um, they do have, there's a lot of options like wraps, sandwiches, tenders, uh, and then they do also have a Tennessee hot chicken basket uh, that looked all right. But again, it's just Cedar Fair chicken tenders tossed in some kind of sauce. So uh el mercado i'm sorry el taco mercado which is tacos uh but they look like street street tacos so it actually looked pretty good um and then on to a couple more of the more interesting places um they have one this that was actually a cool idea to me they have a uh as i don't know if it's like a full-on building or whatever but it's just called minnesota eats and they have a, a menu that rotates monthly and it features uh, eateries from around the area. So uh, oh. two visits to the park may yield the same meal if you opt to eat there. So it's not as bad as I thought. What? I like that. I like that Minnesota Eats idea where it's just kind of they rotate some stuff through. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, um, the, and the El Mercado. Sorry, I'm just kind of catching up as you're talking. But the El Taco Mercado actually looks like I would eat there. Like that's probably where I'd go. Like the, yeah, tacos look good. I agree. Um, the the other place that actually looked pretty good um, was the uh, Northwoods Grill. Um, they have juicy Lucy's there, uh, walnut <laughs> sandwich, charboiled turkey legs, and pulled pork. Uh, so if you want to uh, absolutely halt your ability to walk around the park effectively. This is where you're going to go. Um, and then kind of the, the main place to eat if you're over in Soak City is called Beach Bites. They've got burgers, chicken, fried shrimp, and hot dogs among the items on their menu. Uh, and a lot of the, uh, all these places look to be included as options you could use for any of the 
uh, Cedar Fair sponsored meal plans, whether that be daily or season long, uh, they do have some listings on there if that's if that's something you want to check out. Um, there was one on there. I know this is uh, it's new to me anyway because I never really like look at the dining plan stuff. But they do have an option. It was a uh, all day dining and snack plan where you can uh, enjoy an entree and a side every 90 minutes of your visit and one snack for the day at participating restaurants in the park uh, for $34. You can eat like you have two assholes. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> they <already> do. <laughs> Jokes on them. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, that kind of rounds out the, uh, the food options at the parks. Um, there's a lot, lot there that you'll see at other parks. Like I said, either under a different name, it's all the same. I do like, um, I like that Northwood Grills like kind of plays towards their local stuff and does throw in a Juicy Lucy. Like, yeah. I know that's not the place to go. Like, we're going to talk about the place to go for that soon. But, you know, shouts to them for, you know, grabbing that. The out-of-towners that think, ooh, I need to try Juicy Lucy. Agreed. Juicy Lucy. Right. Wow, food. Oh, wow, That sounded <laughs> delicious. We love food, y'all. Love food. Shout out to you, Jeff, to making Valley Fair's food sound kind of good. Some of it does. Most of it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just cracked a beer. Um, right track, India Pale Ale, East nice. 40 Brewing, Blue Springs, Missouri. Right track. Well, right track, you're, you're drinking. It's the right track. Oh, he said ride track. I was like, ah. Uh. I was like, what ride? <laughs> Some sort of railroad track. <laughs> Anywho, let's see. We talked about the food. Theme Park Stud talks about the wonderful area attractions in the Twin City areas. Take it away. Sounds good. Yeah. So after you get done visiting uh, Nickelodeon Universe and Valley Fair, and you still have some time left in uh, Minneapolis or St. Par- Paul, excuse me. St. Par. St. Paul. So, excuse me, St. Paul, um, aka the Twin Cities. Uh, there's a few things to do uh, around there. Um, I've only really been to City once. Um, we went out. Um, I don't remember any of the bars I went to or anything uh you know it was a fun night let's just put it that way like i remember being there i just don't remember the names uh i remember was... a purchase you made but we won't talk about that yeah we won't talk about that um but um it was a it was a good time and uh so nightlife there was pretty fun obviously this was way before covid this was back in 2012 um so i don't really know what's going on with nightlife um in minnesota in minneapolis right now um, Didn't you have but, to wear a mask in 2012? Uh, no, we have to wear a oh, mask. Okay. Yeah. Thought it was a Minnesota thing. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, there's a few options. Um, obviously, Minnesota is a very pretty state. They're kind of the land of lakes, essentially. They have over like a thousand lakes. Um, so there's a lot of cool like nature stuff to do there. Um, one thing I want to highlight is Mini Ha Ha Park, um, which is uh, kind of in like the southern, like southeast of um, Minneapolis. Um, and inside that park, it has Minnehaha Falls, which is a beautiful water park, um, which is kind of crazy to find when you're pretty much still in the city. Like, um, so it's pretty cool. There's like a little um, nature section that has a 
really substantial waterfall just in the middle of the city. So it's a good well, waterfall. I just Googled it. Yeah, it's pretty dope, right? Like that's a dope waterfall, man. It makes me love yeah. nature and shit, you know? Yeah. So if you uh tired of walking around in a theme park and in a mall and you want to get outside and <laughs> kind of get away from theme parks, uh go to Minnehaha Park um uh, and laugh very many like um only a little bit only a little bit <laughs> uh other than that um something that was pretty cool i think uh coaster bro you kind of uh put us on this but uh bryant lake bowl and theater um uh, yeah. which is a restored uh, wow i cannot talk a restored vintage bowling alley that still uses the original uh uh pin setters um like the automatic ones that were installed um in 1956 so it's pretty cool um so basically if you want like a blast from the past vintage like 1950s style uh bowling alley i think this would be perfect to just check out for the history side of thing but i think if you live in the area or if you have your significant other with you i think this would be a perfect um date night that's kind of fun especially like our listeners you know we love we love theme parks we love arcades we love that kind of stuff and this is kind of right up our alley um and i think this would be a fantastic thing to do at night after you leave the parks i will say i got to visit this place um from a recommendation from another coaster enthusiast and i i think it's like you gotta go so the restaurant's pretty solid it's like a, it's the menu's not like spectacular it's not like blow your mind good food but it's pretty solid yeah it looks All like right. bar food essentially yeah but the, you walk in and it's a restaurant and you have the bar to the left and it's a really small kind of like intimate place and then, yeah, you've got the excellent bowling alley. Like, you're not going to get those crazy, like, if you go strike, nothing's coming on the screen for you to tell you about, you know, like, robots Robots aren't going to blow up the pins for you or whatever <laughs> whatever other shit happens in normal bowling alleys now. And they're not going to keep score for you. You got to keep your own score, oh, that's which cool. is a lot of fun. And they also have a theater um, inside. So you can, they, like, show movies. And it's just, like, a really quirky place. Interesting. Yeah. So check it out. And then, uh, and you know, we kind of have a theme now and I think we need to, we need to start finding these on every leg, but like they actually have uh, another outdoorsy kind of relaxing thing to do. Uh, they have the Minneapolis sculpture park. Um, this yes. one is, uh, you know, our, our last one in Des Moines was, uh, was the Papa John's say what it was the Papa John's sculpture park. Um, this one is the, the pizza Hut sculpture park. Yes. Yeah, just kidding, just kidding. But they do uh their their biggest famous like kind of sculpture they have there is spoon bridge and cherry, which is this big gigantic spoon and at the end there's a cherry on it. So it's it's kind of unique. Um if you're into that stuff. And I, I think moving forward, any any city we come in, we're gonna try and find a sculpture park so you can check it out. That literally is just a spoon with a cherry yeah. on it. It's iconic. Great art, I think. Art cultured the angle looks a little off on the spoon if i'm being honest yeah but Harsh. what can you do i mean whoever made that they should be proud of themselves yeah. but other than that i mean there's a ton of ton of things to do you know it's a it's a big metropolitan area so it's gonna have all the normal stuff that other places have um but yeah it seems like it's pretty fun and I, I had a great time there but i was that was back in when i was like 21 years old so um i'm sure things are a lot different now uh but yeah do they also have a Papa John park with just a bunch of statues of Papa John staring at people? Only Pizza Hut. 
Yeah, I need Pizza Hut this one. Pizza, pizza Hut needs him. Who's the Pizza Hut mascot? I don't Is think they have one. Yeah, didn't they have like a hut guy? Like, like, no, that's Little Caesars. I was gonna say there. <laughs> no, a they had a they had a they had a little mascot back in the nineties, and he was like, "I'm in charge of the hut," something like that. <laughs> oh, hold on, I got I don't, I don't believe you. There was a uh, a character in Spaceballs called Pizza the Hut, but that was more of a play on Job of the Hut. Yeah, this bro with the mustache. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I just googled it. Yeah, there was totally a Pizza Hut guy. Yeah, this dude like he ran. He's wearing a dress. Uh, I don't know. something like that. Oh my god, that's an apron. It's He's... an apron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah, basically, the park is just a bunch of uh, a bunch of sculptures of him. Pizza Hut Pete is his name. Pizza Hut Pete. Our boy, less known as Papa John, but yeah, I'm just gonna say Little Caesars has the best pizza mascot of all time. True, Caesar's maybe pizza. you know, just maybe on our next stop, stop in Wisconsin, there might be a Little Caesars park. We'll have to look hard enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so we 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 have all the attractions down. We got one more thing to talk about, something near and dear to Jeff's heart. <laughs> Where we got to eat, man. Talk stuff. about food some more. <laughs> Yeah, give it to um, a chef, Jeff. I don't think if I was gonna talk about Minneapolis, I would ever be able to get away from not starting out with the origin of the Juicy Lucy, uh, Matt's Bar. Um, they specialize in burgers, but first and foremost, if you're going there and you're a tourist, if you're getting anything other than the Juicy Lucy, you're just failing yourself. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a Juicy Lucy is. It's a burger, but uh, in addition to cheese on top, uh, they cook cheese into the middle of the patty. And how could you not want that? Just like this delicious, like, you bite into the what looks like a hamburger and then surprise, motherfucker, there's some <laughs> melted cheese to, like, fucking burn the roof of your mouth with. It's like a meat gusher. <laughs> <laughs> they exactly have sour flavors. Is. They have, no. They just do like one type of cheese at this one. Yeah, it's probably American if I have a guess. I do know that there is also, because I watched this on like Food Wars back in the day or something. And there was another place, something called, I think it's like, it's a number club, something club, Juicy Lucy. And they put different styles of cheese in there and they claim that theirs is better. And there's some sort of a dispute between the two. Of like who actually made the first Juicy Lucy, but uh, I did get to go to Matt's bar, and it just kind of feels like a dive bar that also serves burgers, and it's it's a weird place, but it is worth going for the Juicy Lucy, I would say. Yeah, I I will say I think uh, a missed opportunity for them. Looking at their menus, they don't have shakes whatsoever. Really. Yeah, it's just like looking down the drink menu. It's milk, coffee, tea, lemonade, root beer, soda, and water. Okay. Uh, which for a burger and fry place, like especially a classic feeling one, feels like a missed opportunity. But I mean, obviously they've got other things that are making them plenty popular with people. But I do appreciate a shake with my burger. By the way, the other place I was thinking of, I had the number right in my head. I just didn't say it. It's the 5-8 Club is where you go for a Juicy Lucy. If you want, like, different types of cheese, 
yeah. you're picky about your cheese and your juicy loosey, you can go there. It's I think it's a little bit more upscale, quote unquote. Mm. Mm. That's what you say when you walk through the door. Mm. Mm. This is a nice upscale juicy loosey place. Yeah, okay. Um as upscale <laughs> as juicy loosey's can be. <laughs> If you are visiting Matt's bar, uh, this is a note at the top of their menu. We accept cash and local checks. We do not accept credit cards. We have an ATM on site for your convenience. So this is a a classic to the end. Cash only. That is like the mark of quality for some reason at a restaurant. Like if if they don't take card, it's like, you know what? We don't need a card. Our food's so good. We'll We'll take your annoying ass checks though, you know? yeah there's a sandwich place that does that and i can't it it aligns with what you're saying their sandwiches are that good that i will justify paying an atm fee because i don't cash on me normally so this is my sandwich money yeah (laughs) right my wallet (laughs) i have a whole sandwich budget yeah fantastic um all right uh so moving on from matt's bar i won't spend as much time on other places because there there's uh, honestly if, if I'm going up there, Matt's Bar is the place I want to hit. That's my priority. But looking around, there were some other good-looking places. Uh, one of them was an interesting concept. It looked like it was called World Street Kitchen. Um, it is their menu based on street food from around the world. Um, I, it, I think it's an actual restaurant, not necessarily like a collection of food trucks, but it, did, it looks pretty good. Um, Victor's 1959 Cafe. Uh, Cuban food in a casual setting looks like the seating is largely outdoors. Uh, rectangle pizza, except it's not spelled like normal rectangle. It's like W R E C K. Rectangle in your face. It's a Detroit style pizza, which if you're not familiar with it, their pans are wrecked in Detroit. Yes, they come out rectangle shaped, and they also bake big. Like you get crispy cheese edges on the crust um that's part of the what makes detroit style pizza unique how do you spell how do you spell rectangle for the for the restaurant it's w-r-e-c-k-t-a-n-g-l-e pizza where i'm trying to look it up on uh one bite yeah hold on i gotta see what the score is okay this is a big deal some of our listeners do is one bite app. Oh yeah, this is an eight four. This is a good pizza place, dude. It was uh, eight four uh, is I, high. I, what's uh, what's what would be average on there? Like your average pizza place would probably be like a seven two. Okay. Maybe a six eight in there, kind of in that range. But eight four is like, it's not like drive fly out there, but like eight four is like if you're in the area, you should definitely eat it. Okay. Well, we should definitely go then when we go. Big deal. Um, hot hands, pie, and biscuit it looked like kind of a, at least the menu anyway, uh, breakfast and diner style. Um, it looked more like modern casual as far as sitting. So it might be someplace like, um, oh, what's the name of the uh, first watch kind of a feel. Ooh, or, uh, big biscuit kind of, but. Uh, so if you're needing breakfast, that looked like a good place to visit. Um, and then I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, uh, Digidios, which looked like a real good Italian place. 
Um, I'll be honest, I wanted to pick an Italian place with the most Italian name I could, and that looked about as Italian as it gets. Um, that is, that's a good way to pick your Italian places. Yeah, the harder it is to pronounce, the better the food's going to be. Oh, I'm looking at that picture of it, though. This is, Oh, my God. This chicken parmesan looks like... At Digidio's? It's spreading its cheeks for me. This is incredible. Oh. This is crazy. Oh. oh I probably... <laughs> Um, that's a weird way to describe chicken parmesan, but oh, I was gonna say, I don't know about you boys, but it's humid in this room now. <laughs> Let's forget I ever said that, but uh, it looks very no, good. No, uh, I need that to, to stay on to the final, uh, to final edit. Uh, that, that runs off my food list for uh, highlights in the area, though. Wonderful, yeah, this looks like a good food city. It, it, it really did. There was a lot I left off. Um, honestly, when I'm looking around for my options, I tend to stray from uh, talking about the uh, Asian food options only because I know it's not Coaster Bros' favorite, so we won't really find much of a... Oh, bro, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm coming around. You're coming around finally? Yeah. I remember we went on one trip and we tried to go to a... I don't know if it was a buffet, hey, but we went to a Chinese place and you were not psyched at all. I was like, eight, at, at the age of 18, I didn't like Asian-inspired food. Yeah, so it was good. like chicken fried rice only for me, and now I've, I've expanded my palate. Yeah, thank well, God. If you, if you, if you <laughs> now gets uh, he now gets chicken fried rice served in a pineapple at Bowling's. Yes, yes. A, a, add pineapple. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to dig up some names for you. But up in Kansas City, there's a handful of good Vietnamese and Thai places around the River Market area. So, yeah, what's we've um, what's the, what's the place we went to theme park stud? Bowlings, bowlings. That's like a chain, I think. But yeah, their pineapple chicken fried rice is next level. <laughs> that's good. Anyway, yeah, don't don't leave off the Asian food, man. All right, that's, going that's, forward, I will not. going forward. You know, I want I want only Asian foods in Wisconsin, please. Okay, <laughs> no cheese, just Asian food. No, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, but one thing I want to say about like. Minnesota food is like it's cold as hell up there, so there's like some good comfort food up there. Like I think everything kind of punches you in the gut a little bit in a good way. Yeah, and it is what it is, man. If you, if you go in the summer, you're definitely walking away with the meat sweats, no matter where you go. The meat sweats. Anyway, um, what do you guys think about Minnesota? Oh, it's, I think it's definitely. Uh... Definitely need to get up there. Just check it out. I mean, you got a decent amount of credits. I mean, not not a huge number, but enough to really make a dent on your list. Um, not not every city is going to have two amusement parks to go to. Exactly. Either. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to do there. And I think if you're in the area, you know, stay for a couple of days and enjoy it. So why not? I mean, you got like 11 credits. That, that's, I mean, between two parks, that's that's a mega park. Yeah. It's like a big scale Six Flags. And you've got, you now have all these other things you can do in Minnesota to have fun. So, like, this is a dope weekend trip. Definitely. Down. Yeah. I know after, after, after we do this virtual trip, all we're going to say is, like, oh, we got to do a weekend trip here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think this is like the third time in a row and, and one, one of the places we live in. Um, but it's a good place. It'll, it'll probably get less that way the further we stray from home, though. So, <laughs> like, that'd true. be a good trip. 
<laughs> we're gonna have to fly but maybe we could make it a weekend trip anyhow thank you for reminding me i still need to put in my application for my passport now that i'm fully vaxxed waxed vaxxed and ready to go baby <laughs> one way to put it oh guys i mean the, the mass as we're recording this like the mass mandate was lifted yesterday in our area yeah and uh cdc came out and it's like gosh darn i went to a bass pro shop today and i uh i felt safe that was weird that's the first i've ever felt in a bass pro shop yeah (laughs) (laughs) even before covid yeah um, i will say for my place not to get too uh this isn't really political or anything but uh i uh i do feel for business owners that may not feel as comfortable with the general public being in their place of business without a uh without that mask mandate by the government local governments to back them up because there's Mm. still a lot of people out there who aren't taking care of themselves and yeah i think the cd kind of i mean we're getting we're getting crazy now but i I haven't one too many juicy lucy's yes no but i think the cdc kind of finally just put their hands i was like you know what y'all have had time to get vaccinated enough of you have got it like wear your mask or don't. And um, if you don't and you didn't get vaccinated, it's on you now. Yeah. So, you know what? It is nice to kind of have that lifted and to know that we are in a spot where we can go to amusement park. I mean, most amusement parks now at this point aren't requiring masks outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's going to be nice in July. I'm not going to lie. Are they still going to have like social distance markers or are they going to? just free for all i think they will still have markers i know like disney world has gone from six to three feet um and i know some parks it kind of depends on where you go to be honest because every park is different for whatever reason yeah but like if you go to adventureland i don't know that i in, in iowa i don't know that i would expect any social distancing because like in 2020 there wasn't really any <laughs> anything outside of a sign I just can't wait until it gets to the point where I can just be inside of the person in front of me. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, I'm standing by that comment. All right. <laughs> well then. Anyway. Well, that's our that. show. <laughs> My God. Trip canceled. <laughs> yeah. This virtual theme park is, uh, trip is now canceled, and uh, just, we don't have a podcast anymore invited. for that one. What yeah. the fuck was that? All right. They're dropping me off in Minnesota. I'm signing off for this road trip, guys. It's been real. Yeah, we're throwing you <laughs> in the bottom of one of those thousand lakes. My God. Just like, just like when you guys left me in uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Something like that. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this, guys. I hope you um, have learned something about the – minneapolis area i hope it sounds like a good time because it is it really is Uh, i'm excited to get back up there one day theme park so we've even started maybe potentially planning for next year a little bit of a minneapolis trip who knows maybe Maybe. there's a lot of stuff when you do a lot of stuff on the bucket list bro yeah we talked about it a little bit last night we got some plans for this summer as well so yeah jeff we're gonna loop you in on that pretty soon all right. We'll let you know. They may not happen, but we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
you got to follow us on Instagram. If you listen to the podcast and you're not following us on Instagram, like what, what what's the point? What are you doing? Like, I, thanks for listening to the podcast, but man, you got to see our pictures, man. Check them out. Check out our pictures. We're also on TikTok. Have a lot of fun on there. Been getting more active. It's a lot of fun over there. We're almost to 4,000 followers on TikTok. Arbitrary number. <laughs> once we get to 4,000, it's going to feel the same way, but we're almost to that 4,000 level, which is a lot of fun. We're also on YouTube. Go check us out there. Coaster Cuzzies. Twitter. Coaster Cuzzies. Facebook. Coaster Cuzzies. It's what's Pretty unique simple. about having you know a, a word that doesn't exist in your title. You get all the handles you need. Mm-hmm. And if you get the chance, you like our show, you think we're a five-star kind of, kind of place, go ahead and rate the podcast. Give us five stars. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I am going to read... Because I know where the, where the comment's at. La- last week, I tried to read one of our five-star comments, and I'm going to read it now, okay? Sounds good. And Theme Park said, you may have to edit this down. I'm sorry. Overly confident. Where the fuck are the comments? <laughs> Seven last time. It did. I, I should just click on us. Oh, I'm accidentally playing a show. <laughs> Jesus. Hold on. I'm, we're going to read it. It's funny. It's so worth it, bro. Okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, we got six five-star ratings now. Okay. Please edit this. All right, I found it. Somebody doesn't understand the name of us, but that's okay. All right. So you got to rate the podcast. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Hold on, hold on. I think you should like intro the the rating. Just do the whole thing again. again. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right. And if you love the show, you think this is a five-star establishment, you should go on to Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and give us that five-star rating. Tell us why you love us. Uh, I'm going to read one of my favorite ones that um, somebody has rated us on. Who needs Folgers in your cup when you can wake up to a cold bidet in your butthole? Five stars. Didn't we say that? Like, I think that's a line. Yeah, that was one of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We were trying to get a bidet to uh, sponsor us sponsor. on our podcast, and somehow we don't meet their brand. You know, this is the second. Even though we just got buttholes. rated five stars. Like, I know. Hold on. Hold on. We, hold on. What if we sing it? I'll sing it real quick. The best part of waking up is water in your butt. <laughs> Bidets, buy them. Bidets, son. <laughs> I love. We should mine. just we should just fake that we have a bidet sponsorship and and use <laughs> clip what Jeff just sang, and that should be. <laughs> That's all it says. There's not nothing else on the review. No, that was our five star review. That was a, nice. I'll just go ahead and read the rest of them. Would listen to these nerds anytime. That's from Coaster Wolf. You know who she is. Thanks, Coaster Wolf. 
Coaster Wolf is very cool. And then, great, but I don't understand the name of the podcast. But thanks for the five-star review. I respect that. <laughs> uh, basically, we are uh, we're a bunch of cuzzies. We like to kick it, and we love roller coasters. Yeah, what's more to know? Yeah, what's more to know? What's more to know? Anyways. Suddenly, we dropped down to four stars. Man. Don't jinx us, Jeff. <laughs> Any other yeah, that's reviews? That's all I got. Anybody? Those are all the reviews. Awesome. Well, comments. Thanks for joining us today, everybody, on our third leg. I think next, uh, the next leg, we're going to be in the Dells in Wisconsin. Is that correct, Costa Bro? Yeah, get ready to get your fried cheese on, son, because we're going, yeah. we're going, and there is a lot to do around the Dells. We're going to highlight. There are some small parks too that we might sneak in, um, just kind of outside of the Dells that are honorable mentions. That you know, there's coasters there. We got to talk about them. It's a coaster podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm but, still hung up on Dan's third leg comment. Mm. <laughs> he did say third leg a lot. <laughs> I did. I did not mean mm. in that way. <laughs> the tripod of our trip. <laughs> Anyways, check back on us uh, in about a month when we uh, give you slow down the Dells on that. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Chef Jeffs, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Anytime. <laughs> I, I in America, you know what to do. Stay fly. Stay wild.